the bloody disgusting podcast network. To hear this and other episodes ad-free, listener shout-outs and more, help support the show through our official Patreon at patreon.com slash bleedersdigest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T. The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Our home to memories, laughter filling the space between the floorboards, tears soaked into the walls, and grief staining the plaster that builds the foundation of the past. Bleeders Digest, issue number 48, The Complaint, written by Bleeders Digest listener, Jackie Mojica. The phone rings loudly in Mrs. Leavenworth's ear. She stands looking out her window. The beautiful landscape of the courtyard is illuminated by sunlight. She wishes somebody would pick up. In the 15 years she's lived here, she's never had a complaint before. But today's experience had been the first time she'd felt compelled to call the corporate number. Today's experience had made her blood run cold, her throat dry and her body shook. Finally, after what seems like an eternity, a voice comes on the other line. They are not cheerful. The voice cloaked in static and despair. Hello, this is Martin speaking. What can I help you with? Hello, Martin. My name is Virginia Leavenworth. I'm, I'm calling to report a problem with the manager of, of the building I'm living in. There is a pause as Martin clicks away at his keyboard, likely opening the screens that will allow him to record the report. Mrs. Leavenworth tries her best to remain patient, though she's beginning to get a little warm. After all, she has been here for 15 years, and this is her first complaint. She'd been here ever since her beloved Harold passed on. Harold had been her husband and best friend for 35 years. After the heart attack took him away, she'd spent a long time in the darkness of grief, even considering ending her own suffering on many occasions, so that they might be together again. She'd sold their home, settled all of their joint affairs, and then one day she'd found these beautiful apartment homes. She moved in right away. Here, she found light again. I'm sorry, ma'am. It's a little difficult to hear you. Did you say you had a problem? She coughed to clear the phlegm of her throat that gave her voice its shaking rasp. A sign of her age, she assumes. She clears her throat. Really, so I usually uh, 
I usually take care of my affairs on my own, but uh, simply could not make it out of the house today. I, I tried to phone the front office, but all I received was a, a busy tone. Um, I'm really sorry. Please slow down. There's quite a lot of static on the line. Please repeat what you were saying. Mrs. Leavenworth grinds her dentures. She wishes Harold was here. He always took care of these things in the past. They'd once shared a lovely home. Their life together had been beautiful. They had not been blessed with children, much to their dismay, but they had made do with plants and pets. Of course, they also had each other. I'm sorry, Martin. My, uh, my husband used to handle phone calls, you see. What is the problem you're reporting, ma'am? Martin is growing exasperated. My delivery was not brought up. Mm. I mean, I made my way downstairs. I do wish the elevators worked. They've been out of service for years, it seems. The complaint is about the elevator. Oh, no, dear. No, no, no. It's the uh, the front desk manager. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in apartment HA for 15 years. Mm. I mean, everybody's lovely here. Those the neighbours where they don't talk much or care to visit. <laughs> The maintenance crew always takes care of everything long before I know there's a problem. Well, excluding the elevators, of course. Martin sighs. Why do old people always chatter on? And what is up with all this damn static? It sounds like she's calling from Mars. The company he works for owns three, previously four apartment buildings in town. Complaints come in all day long, each and every fucking day. But it's always the old ones that never shut the hell up. The manager? He asks. Oh, yes. <clears throat> yes, I think her name's Daniela. Yeah, anyhow, I, I went down to uh, talk with her about my groceries. I'm 70 years old, you see, and, and quite ill. <coughs> a cough. Uh, I spoke directly to her, right? Loudly and clearly. And would you believe she acted as though I wasn't there at all? Martin looks at his screen. The name Daniela sounds familiar, but as far as he knows, it's not the name of any manager of any of the three buildings in this network. I'm sorry, Mrs. Leavenworth, was it? I don't believe we have a manager named. I'm not sure of her name, Martin, but she was very rude. I mean, she looked right through me to another tenant and helped him merrily while I stood alone, ignored. Hmm? I mean, she didn't acknowledge me until I began to shout. But, uh, see, that's not the worst of it. Can I ask the address? When she finally looked at me, her eyes, her eyes were black, vacant holes. Mrs. Leavenworth screeches. It was so frightening, Martin. I don't know if perhaps... Why did Leavenworth sound so familiar? More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 48. The Complaint, after this. Why did Leavenworth sound so familiar? Martin tried to listen through the static, which seemed to get worse each time she spoke. Her voice came through like white noise. She had spoken over him asking for the address, and it had caused a crackling so loud it had hurt his ears. This was probably a wrong number. He was sure there was no Daniela, and certainly nobody with black holes for eyes. Hello? Hello? Are you there? 
you say it was contact lenses? Uh, perhaps. See, I know young people love to change their appearances in strange and frightening ways. However, I think dress code would demand professionalism. Huh? I mean, she also looked quite ill, you know. She had quite a sickening cough and her skin was <laughs> pale and almost <laughs> splistered. And she stared at me blankly for a moment with those terrifying black eyes and then, then went back to assisting somebody else. Okay, please, may I have the address, ma'am? Oh, how silly of me to forget. Of course, just, uh, yeah, just, just give me a, a moment, will you? There was another pause as Mrs. Leavenworth searches for her glasses. She can't remember the address from memory. She must recite it from a paper she's written it on. She finds the glasses and the paper and begins reading off the address to the kind young man on the phone. Martin's eyes widen for a split second before his brows furrow in confusion. That can't be the correct address. It's impossible. Are you sure of the address? I've lived here 15 years. I think I'd know my own address, young man. Why, it's just that the Mayberry building hasn't been in business for 10 years, ma'am. Martin's throat is dry. Things begin to connect in his thoughts. That's why the names seem familiar. Oh, what on earth are you talking about? I know quite well where I live, Martin. Ten years ago, the building at 3201 Maybury Avenue was set on fire. Daniela, the manager there, died in the fire from smoke inhalation. Most of the tenants were elderly and also perished in the fires. They weren't able to evacuate quickly enough. It would be impossible for you to live in that building. Terror runs through Mrs. Leavenworth's veins. How can that be? Why, this must be your idea of a, a practical joke. Why, why on earth was it suddenly so, so warm inside? That, that is a terrible thing to say, Martin. I understand nobody likes to deal with complaints, but to spin a story like this is simply... Martin stares at the screen of his computer. His hands are shaking. He feels the blood drain from his face as the first article about the fire he could find looks back at him. This had to be a joke. It couldn't be happening. His scalp begins to prickle as he reads the words on the screen. Exactly ten years ago today, the fire was started in apartment H8 when Virginia Leavenworth set fire to her sheets and lay down in bed. Officials believe Mrs. Leavenworth had been ill for some time, no longer able to cope with the death of her husband. She chose to end her life after a problem with a grocery delivery. It was the anniversary of Harold Leavenworth's death by heart attack. No. 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 You are a terrible young man. Mrs. Leavenworth screams, tears filling her eyes. Her voice crackles as if she's been smoking her entire life, though she's never even had so much as a single puff. As Martin speaks, the heat of flames kisses her back. Fifty people died in that fire. Virginia was found charred in her bed, clutching an urn of ashes. I can't be. If I were to take my own life, I would never see my Harry again. God wouldn't allow it. 
to speak to your supervisor. In the background, Martin can hear the crackle of fire. The static leads to agonized screams of pain and horror. Yes, right away. Let me transfer you. Hold music begins to play. Mrs. Leavenworth watches in horror as the walls burn, flames raising to the ceiling. Her small, beautiful apartment begins melting away. She's sweating, tears falling. The courtyard is dead now, brown and abandoned. Hello, this is Tiffany. I'm a supervisor here. Martin has updated me on your situation. I must confirm that nobody has lived at our 3201 Mayberry Avenue property in 10 years. Every year on this date, somebody thinks it'll be really funny to call with a complaint about Daniela, who tragically died in a fire. The calls are meant to upset our staff. I assure you, if you have lived in Mayberry H8 for 15 years, you are alone there. Mrs. Leavenworth screams. The sound that comes across the line is deafening. Tiffany pulls her headset off quickly, her heart racing. Fear crawls up and down her spine. The sounds of anguish ooze from the discarded headset. The feeling is ominous, evil, almost. As Virginia Leavenworth sobs, the smell of decay surrounds her. She is alone in the charred remains of the building. Her skin begins to bubble as the heat increases. Flames consume her. Memories flood her. Skin burns, her flesh cooking, her lungs ache. She'd been ill and without food. She couldn't stand it anymore. Couldn't take how much she missed him. He'd been gone five years to the day. It had been five years too many without him. She'd crawled into bed with his ashes. She said a prayer, begging God to understand. And then... She'd set fire to her sheets. They would be together, God damn it. She screams, coughing on smoke, watching it play out again and again. She burns for an eternity. She realizes she will always be here, burning in the destruction, forever alone. A year passes. The phone rings loudly in Mrs. Leavenworth's ear. She stands looking out over the beautiful courtyard. It is illuminated in sunlight. She wishes somebody would pick up. The Complaint, written by Bleeders Digest listener Jackie Mojica. Narrated by Trevor Shand, featuring Sarah Golding as Virginia Leavenworth. Trevor Shand as Martin. Lauren Shand as Tiffany. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.